There's also this iPhone. Sometimes when I'm out and about and I can't get to my laptop, I'll use my iPhone to record myself talking about how I use my Apple products. And again, it's got the logo. That's pretty key. Also got these Apple headphones. Sometimes they're connected to my iPhone, but a lot of times I just have them in my ears and they're not connected to anything just so people know that I use Apple products. I have talked a few times about Apple and obviously written many times about Apple on the website and for various different publications. And one of the things that keeps coming up that I see in the WhatsApp group for the website and also all over social media is this notion of Apple locking people in and somehow causing them to spend more and more money. And I think over the past few weeks, it started to dawn on me that I'm now locked in to a, a, a very <laughs> strange level. In the, It came from something silly. I, I downloaded an app called Notebooks because there's a few projects I, I, I need to do. One of them is we're looking to redecorate the whole house and we want to do it properly. So that requires quite a lot of research, organisation, buying things, learning things, etc. And so I wanted a decent solution just to keep everything in one place. I'm also helping my daughter with her GCSEs and to find a job. There's a few other things, just lots of different things I need to get sorted. And so I downloaded this app and I spent a couple of hours organising it and putting everything in place. And I was extremely impressed with it. And then I realised that it used Dropbox for syncing or you could set up a web server and basically go through uh well go through what i would call computing now my first concern was to do with icloud if something doesn't support icloud i've now reached the point where i get immediately concerned regarding security because although apple is known for privacy and known for security there's no real evidence to suggest that iCloud is any less prone to attack than Dropbox or a variety of other services but it still plays on my mind and, and because I've got a Mac and an iPhone iPad Apple watch that's all sort of connected to iCloud and because it's the same for my family We've already bought into that. So the security risks of keeping what could in some cases be personal information don't feel enhanced if I'm using Apple's service. So I stopped and, and I really thought about it. And, and then I, the second part that caught me was the fact that it wasn't instant. When you're synchronizing 
with a, a third party service such as Dropbox, you can sort of see what's happening. Even if you've got it to automatically sync, I noticed that it wasn't as seamless as iCloud. And although iCloud may not be the fastest cloud service in the world, you don't tend to see what's happening. Everything is hidden in the background. And it goes back to my thought of not seeing the computing. So I stopped and went back to Apple Notes, had a look. Now, I'm just going to look at my notes app and I've currently got 4,692 notes within that service that's all synchronized to iCloud and available on all of my devices. It's a very simple app, but it does allow some quite detailed notes with URLs, images, checklists, and, and most of what people need. And for some reason, I hadn't noticed that you could embed folders within folders and organize it that way. So I moved everything I'd put in notebooks over to notes and it works fine. The synchronization is hidden, doesn't actually cost me a penny, whereas notebooks would be £9.99 for iOS. And I think it's about £37 on the Mac. Well, I, I've already got notes on every Apple product I own. So I've moved to that and, and um, I will continue to use it. And, and it's fine for all of the projects I need to do. This followed me moving from Pocket Casts for podcast playback to Apple Podcasts. And the only reason I did that is because after trying so many different podcast apps not one of them would reliably play on the apple watch if i'm going out for a walk or a run and that 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 was quite annoying i ended up time and time again having to just play music that i downloaded to the watch while out because i could not get a podcast episode that i wanted to listen to and the Apple solution works every single time. It, it doesn't display the podcasts in a way I would like, in that you don't really get a full view. There's like huge cover images, and it's very much like a lot of Apple offerings. It's designed to not feel like a, a program at all. But over the past few days, I've started to get used to it. And it has that trick that Apple seems to employ that even a lot of third party iOS developers can't. In the, just like notes, you end up looking at the content or in this case, listening to the content 99% of the time. And the slight annoyances you may get with the interface or, or what could be classed as the oversimplistic interfaces tend not to matter and almost become an advantage. And so I started to ponder the fact that can it really be the case that everything Apple makes is better than everything else? I mean, it was even to the point that I've worn an Apple watch for two months and not worn a mechanical watch. And I, I never thought that would happen. But I don't 
think it is necessarily the case that everything Apple makes is better than the competition, or, or at least half of me doesn't think that. In the case of podcasts, it's almost certainly the case that Apple is able to do things that third-party developers can't do because they make the hardware and the software. And I suspect that's true of many different apps. And it's a shame because it does... It, it does sort of like restrict what we can use. But the trade-off is obviously a system that overall is extremely reliable and very efficient. And for people like me who don't want to go through the computing aspect of it, that's not a bad thing. I know people who love making lists, who love spending time creating databases of information and just having it there. Well, for me, and presumably the vast majority of the population, why on earth would you want to spend your time doing that? I would rather just have the information available and get to it when I need to. And I think that's where Apple is able to lock people in because they make products for the every man, woman, person. And they do take that computery aspect away from it. I don't know an Apple product besides my Mac that feels like a computer. And yet each day when I have to use Windows for work, it's bloody awful. It's absolutely terrible. And, and the gap between the two, in, in my mind, is so big now. I don't see me ever moving. And it's even to the point where I look at the Apple One subscriptions and I, I see people talking about the prices being high. Well, I think that depends how you look at it. Apple Music is comparable price-wise to any other service out there. And it is the key product for Apple because it's enjoyment and you actually can enjoy music. iCloud is not a sexy service, but to me, it's possibly the most important because it ties every device I've got together and it's now storing the vast majority of my information. The other bits are superfluous. But if, for example, from what I could see, what I'm paying at the moment for the family Apple Music and for the family iCloud, I'll be able to spend £7 extra a month and get News Plus, Apple Arcade and the, potentially the new Fitness Plus service, which my wife is very keen on. So £29 a month, yes, that's not a small amount of money. But when I consider what's in that package and crucially how it's all working together from one company in one streamlined system, I haven't got to go to one service for another and then another, and a, a, which again, to me, is hassle. It's about taking all the administration away 
and just giving you the information you need. So maybe I'm maybe I'm brainwashed. Maybe there's a bit of me that is just stuck in the Apple way and that's the way it's going to be forever. But I'm, I'm not convinced that's a terrible thing. And perhaps most importantly, despite what everyone says, I'm not convinced I'm actually paying much more money than someone who is not using Apple. I was talking to someone the other day who's getting the Galaxy Fold 2. And he was quite chuffed that he was getting the device for free because he's already got the original Galaxy Fold. Tended to ignore the fact that to do that, his mobile contract is about £100 a month. Mine's about 20 So immediately there's £80 saved. I suspect that in the round and the fact I won't be upgrading the iPhone 11 Pro this year, I won't be upgrading my Series 4 Apple Watch. And I know that this time next year, they're still going to be working perfectly, barring any strange mishap. I genuinely don't believe I'm paying much more for Apple. And I genuinely believe that I'm doing better things with my time because I'm not having to deal with all the computery stuff that, that you tend to get with other platforms. And, and whilst I know many of you enjoy that and, you know, we've had many discussions with people about backing up everything and creating lists and databases. I just wonder if sometimes computers, no matter what type of computer they are, whether they're on your wrist or on a desk, I wonder if more consideration should be given to the fact that they are designed to let you do things and to get something out of them rather than just to fiddle around with them just for the sake of doing so. So there you go, just some quick thoughts on uh, Apple slowly taking over my life, which in one way makes me feel a little uneasy, but in another way I'm quite happy for it to happen and to try and get on with other things. I guess only time will tell what follows, but at the moment, I, I'm not seeing anyone come close in terms of competing with the company. And in many ways, that, that's a real shame. Thanks for listening. Bye.